This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. The information that you need to know to make informed decisions with local real estate throughout the Palm Beaches and South Florida. And on today's show, we have information about what's really going on in the Palm Beaches with the real estate market. You hear the stories, you hear the theories, we've got reality. Some of it you might want to hear, some of it maybe not. But Lisa will help cut through all of the noise and get you the information that you need to know before you buy, you sell, and even if you just have questions about what's real. Now, before we get going, if you're not already there, best local resource you're going to find for real estate information is at truerealestate911.com. That is truerealestate911.com. Go there. It'll make sense pretty quick. And also, the true seven days a week, they are ready to help you. Just call 561-972-8326. It's 561-972-8326. Lisa, taking a look at these statistics entering 2019 with Palm Beach County Real Estate. Uh, we definitely see what appears to be a very mixed local market. What are some of your takeaways? Well, real estate has become very local, and you cannot just take it that if you hear somebody's having great success, that you're going to have that great success too. It really depends on what city and what price range, and sometimes it's down to the neighborhood, whether you're going to be in a seller's market, a buyer's market, or a very strong buyer's market in some cases. And conventional wisdom, often anything but wise. And we see that yet again here, because to your point, you take a look at some of the different even price points within the Palm Beaches right now, and we see completely different markets. Uh, you know, and, and not just, hey, luxury is not doing as well as the more affordable. And that's been the case for the most part for a couple of years plus now. But what we're really starting to see is where you talk about in many of those single family home price ranges, that is potentially doing really well still, while it is a completely cool market all around there. It is. And, you know, it doesn't take that high of a price to even get to what we would call a neutral market. Now, the thing about neutral market, which by definition is six months. So if we took all of the homes for sale, it's really kind of simple. All of the homes for sale by the number of sales that there were last month, how many months would it take us to clear out all of the inventory if no new homes came on the market? So to be at neutral, it's in that four hundred dollars to $600,000 range. Now, the thing about neutral is it doesn't stay neutral for very long. It's either moving to a buyer's market or moving to a seller's market. And I think what we'll see over time is that four to 600000 will transition to a buyer's market over time. Yeah, we're starting to see it in these numbers. You take a look, there are a few things that jumped out at me. First, overall closings to end 2018 were down 11% year over year. I mean, that's not an insignificant number. You're talking about 160 fewer properties being sold throughout the Palm Beaches. But then you put together these two numbers here. And the inventory on market right now, 7% increase year over year, while the overall pending sales off about 17%. So that's about a 24% turnaround from where we even were a year ago. To me, that's an indication that you'd better get it right if you're looking to sell. 
you need to get it right and you need to look at your kind of exit strategy, your end goal. Many people are thinking they're just going to wait because they're remembering last year that if you saw your neighbor's property go on the market, it sold really quickly. And let's be clear, there are still some of those communities and neighborhoods. And yet you might need a little bit more time on the market, depending on your location and your price point. So you need to be having calls and conversations with me a lot sooner than maybe you needed to last year. Every January, we see extra listings go on that aren't yet reflected in these numbers that we have at the moment. If we already had kind of a tepid market walking into January, what are you seeing in real time? And then what can you project forward based upon what we have coming out of last year? So the good news about January is we had some amazing success stories for our clients where they were on the market with other agents. They couldn't sell it. We fixed the formula. We got the marketing, the pricing, the condition right. They sold quickly. I mean, days. So it can happen. You can have success in these numbers, but everything has to be perfect. One of the things I'm sadly having happen right now is I'm having many calls from people that are already listed on the market in contracts, and they're calling me saying, gosh, Lisa, I've been listening to Brian on the radio, and can you help me? Well, you're already listed, um, but I do take a look at it. A, we may have a buyer for the property, and often cases, they haven't done the research to make sure they've hired the right marketer or the person that has the experience to know how to deal with this changing market. Our inventory right now of agents, we talk about inventory of homes, but the number of people that have a real estate license, I I think that police officers pretty soon can start asking when they pull you over for your real estate license and not your driver's license, because we have 21,000 people that have real estate license right now. The sad part about that, Brian, is only 1,200 of those agents sell 10 homes or more a year. And many of them are new to the real estate market, so they've never known how to deal with a changing, shifting market, which is very different than the seller's market that we've just come out of. In other words, for the most part, what we're seeing is that only approximately 5% of the real estate agents even out there uh, approach what would be kind of the the bottom line for minimal career success, let alone being a high-level expert within the local real estate market. Yes, and I think it's there's some really great uh, tips on how do you make the right choice. I mean, obviously, we are here to help, and I would love to earn your business. You should always look up the agent you're considering online. What do others say about them? Are they credible? Do you, When you look at their listings on Zillow, are other agents on the side? By the way, that's a big loss to your home if that happens. Um, are The other thing I'd be asking them is how many years they've been in business. Um, because if they have not been in business since, you know, I would say, the market shift, they really don't know how to deal with what mar- market changes are happening because they've never been there before. The two things that are really important that jump out at me as you're talking about that, we're, we're talking about a, a change in market. You uh, forecasted a shift into a buyer's market generally. And if you have somebody who's only been operating in real estate, even if they've had you know moderate levels of success, but during a seller's market, well, they might not know, one, that the market is turning until it's too late. And second, 
could end up being in a situation where they're learning on the job, only they're learning on the job with your future and their crosshairs. That just doesn't sound like a plan set for success. Yeah, I think if we were hiring an attorney to represent us against a three or four or million dollar lawsuit, depending on the price of your home, we would be vetting that attorney a lot more than what people hire real estate agents because they think that companies sell homes. They think that all real estate agents are the same. And yet it is an individual sport. It is like tennis. It is not a football team. It is not a group of people working together with the exception of our company, which is a team-based brokerage. The reality is your agent matters. It matters between being sold or being sold for the most money with the great experience that you desire. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a good point. Staying with your tennis analogy for a moment, most people do have the ability to pick up a tennis racket and go to a court and hit a ball over the net. How many people are USTA 5.0s in, in able to compete at that level? And, and that's ultimately what you're talking about. But the difference here is that you're not talking about a game. You're, you're talking about financial outcomes with people's lives. And you've illustrated the difference over the course of time about being able to get things right and how much more money you're able to sell for. In fact, uh, it, 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 when you take a look at the overall cost analysis, you've illustrated how, in essence, you are available for free uh, because – you more than offset the commission by what you're able to leverage in terms of the price uh, for a given property. There's no doubt. I mean, we just had a client. Now, he trusted me. Uh, we had a client in Delray Beach that we just listed his property. I put it in a price range strategy, which is kind of thinking outside of the box. Uh, the neighbor down the street, uh, week. Uh, before we hit the market, listed their property and substantially overpriced it. I mean, there's nothing that even be, it would never appraise. Sure. We ended up, because we had so many people that wanted this property, we ended up driving the price up by $45,000. It's huge. It was huge. And that was, it was, it would have appraised for what we listed it at. But because we had a cash buyer, we were able to put $45,000 more in my client's pocket. And we love doing that. And that all came from a strategy. You know, it's interesting because it, I'll call some of this the, the eBay effect. For example, some items, if you observe them, might sell for the most if they're somewhat unique and you put a buy it now price on it. And it, it just happens to be the, the right buyers willing to pay whatever the price is. And then there are other times where... Having that item up for auction, having competitive bids will end up netting a result that's higher than the going rate at a buy it now price. And it's a real art. I'll watch people who are successful at this trying to figure out, okay, what is it to price a particular item uh, at a buy it now price versus an auction price? There is a lot of work and research that goes into that process, and that's ultimately what you're talking about is figuring out the right strategy, the right marketing, and how to, in some cases, create that bidding effect where you know there could be an opportunity. The majority of our properties that we sell have multiple offers on them. We're able to create interest to where we're able to get at least two and sometimes multiple multiples. And so it is about a strategy and it's about a great relationship with the agent and the owner and the trust that it takes to have that strategy kind of be successful. And so one of the things I am seeing, though, is we have a bunch of properties that we're starting to market as a coming soon 
marketing. And the coming soon marketing really is helping with getting that multiple offers as well. Okay, and what you're talking about, we will see the signs that seemingly are up forever around the neighborhood. These are people that obviously can't get a credible offer, uh, let alone get that bidding effect that you're talking about. You're saying that you do that for most properties. And, th- and that is the example of people just mispl- mispricing the, the property, perhaps mismarking it as well, I imagine then. Yes, I can usually look at a property online and within a minute know if it's a pricing issue, if it's a marketing issue or a combination of both. And, you know, most people that are not selling, it is a combination of both that either the marketing's off a little and the price is off a little, a little makes a difference. Everything in this market has to be perfect in order to capitalize on the opportunity. And let me just be clear, there is definitely opportunity in our market. People from the Northeast are over winter and they're over high taxes. However, they are smart and they are not going to overpay just to overpay. International buyers, yes, we work with international buyers. What I find is most people that ask if we work with international buyers are asking because they think that they're not sophisticated. Uh, Trust me, if they can buy a million-dollar home in the United States as a vacation home, they are sophisticated and they understand the economics behind real estate. We were talking about approximately 95% of active real estate agents they don't have even moderate levels of success. You're talking about your coming soon properties and generating the type of demand with multiple offers. A lot of that has to do with the ongoing effort and work. You're talking about marketing to people outside of our area, including international buyers. You literally have people that are lined up just looking for the right property in our area, right? Yes, I have always a, a, a great database of people looking for the right property, the right fit. And when we get a new property, it's the first thing we do is go to that database. On the way here today, I had somebody from a country that I had to look up where it was contact us on our website. Uh, geography was not my strong point. Marketing was. However, <laughs> it, it was... But Steve told you right away. I got you, that one. Yeah. You know, Google helped me. Google <laughs> knows uh, everything. You know, there's a cute t-shirt that says, I don't need to know everything my wife does, right? <laughs> well, I don't need to know everything. Um, Google can help me with geography. However, it was quite <laughs> exciting that a an over million dollar cash buyer contacted me, which happens on a regular basis, from some country I've never visited or known, and we will help find them their perfect home here in Palm Beach County. And that just gives you an idea of the difference versus the average struggling real estate agent out there that could be struggling with your property. So one of the things, taking a look at the market, I talked obviously about it being very much a mixed bag. One of the things we are still continuing to see is price strength. Uh, We did see the median sales price tick up just about 1% year over year. So it's not as though you're seeing things necessarily going the other way, just the slowing down. Interested to see what the impact is going to be now that we are looking towards tax season, people getting refunds, people really understanding the impact of the new tax law to them. Uh, Do you have an idea of what that might look like uh, within our local real estate market? Well, I I have a message for those people. Um, So... One of the things that I realized is that, first of all, people don't understand the impact of our equity and our future wealth. And the second thing I've realized is how people that are renting, many of them can buy 
Now, not everybody should buy, but many of them can buy and they don't know it. Now, if you know that you can buy and you choose not to, that's completely cool. Uh, make, make that decision. And yet, if you want to be a homeowner and you don't think you have enough money, if you get that tax return back and it's an, enough for first, last, and security in your world, you probably can buy a home. There are programs up to a purchase price of 355000 where you have to put zero down, zero. And most people don't know it. No, you're right. It's my great frustration, especially with younger adults that simply are locked in that rent mode year after year after year. And one of them in particular that I talked to recently, and you had referenced this before we um, started the show, was moving, getting kicked out essentially by landlords or priced out because of increases because you lack that control over the roof over your head one year to the next. But one person who has paid more than $3,000 in moving costs for three consecutive years now because of that type of circumstance, let alone the first last insecurity to be in a home they could have owned. And they would have if they had gone back and done it differently. But too many people get caught in that cycle and make those mistakes. Yes. Yeah, so before you plan a vacation with your return or your refund or your maybe your raise, uh, before you go and buy that new TV, call us and let's talk about a strategy. And if you can't buy today, that's okay. Let's create a plan because... Remember, 83% of our retirement wealth comes from real estate. And so you need to start. And if you're young, oh my goodness, I am I'm so excited for you because that is what I wish I could go back at, you know, 20, right? 25 and start building my real estate portfolio a lot earlier, and I believe that because that's what our children have done because it's a great way to earn wealth. Let someone else pay through having investments after you own your home, own home, your mortgage payment, and once again, build more equity and just continue that cycle through your life. And then when you retire, which might even be earlier than what, you know, you have to, you retire, you have a great nest egg to have an amazing life. Sounds like a much better plan than seeing what the landlord has in store for you next year. So reach out to the Trues. And again, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. Seven days a week, Trues ready to help. Find selling if you just have questions. 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326.